welcome to the Casa de Confidence podcast, a podcast for women about going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca Collins. I am a dreamer, a traveler, visionary, risk taker. I am a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, a supporter of women in their dreams. If you've stumbled into our casa for the first time, welcome. If you've been here before, I'm so glad you're back. Grab your drink of choice, settle in, and make yourself at home. Welcome back to Casa de Confidence. We have a sign now. We have a sign? Yeah. What's the sign? It's a sign that says Casa de Confidence. Where is the sign? It's right there. Oh, look at that. You made, you must have made that just this morning. I did. And people should go into Instagram account for Casa de Confidence. Yeah. And they should check out the sign. All right. Oh, you already posted it? Not yet. Of course you I did. will. Oh, you will. No, I All haven't right. been on social media well, today. By the time we post this, you, 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 I'm sure you'll have it up there. I hope so, but I anyway, have not been on social media this morning because I've been working. How was your Labor Day weekend? My Labor Day weekend, oh, it's just a blur. Relaxing? It was somewhat relaxing. Do you enjoy your new porch? I'm enjoying my new porch immensely. Yes. I did yoga there yesterday. The day before, we did a photo shoot on it. Mm, Yes. We tried. I tried. No, you did a good job of trying. I just... (laughs) Nice way to couch it. No, I think you did a great job. You're a good photographer. I wasn't feeling very photogenic. Oh, you looked gorgeous. You're my husband. You're supposed to say that. Thank you. I I can be objective. So I am feeling a little critical of of myself. And this is something that I'm processing my thoughts. Because I think that as women, we tend to be very self-critical of photos. And I am trying to um, live in the discomfort of seeing myself a little flabbier. And here's the thing. I have not been working out as strenuously. Or as strenuously, is that the right word? Out that's of the, good, that's, yeah, that's fine. As I, I had done for a long time. And you were really pushing yourself before. That yeah, was I was good. going to the gym five days just, a week. Now we're just kind of taking walks. Yeah, and I really have been slacking on my yoga practice. I mean, I do some yoga, not as much All as right. I had been. So I had been going to a yoga studio. So why don't you challenge me? challenge you to what? I don't know. Think of something. Well, you know what I am doing for the month of September is my goal is to close my movement and my exercise circle on my Apple Watch for the entire month. That means i got to start wearing my watch again. Yeah, why don't you wear your watch? Uh, I just don't like wearing stuff other than my clothes. And I barely like wearing my clothes. Oh, my God. I don't think the uh, listeners want to know that you don't like wearing clothes. Uh, there's a lot of spa- a lot of wives out there that have a husband that, you know, the shoes come off when they get home. 
And some, they shed some, clothing. Some some spouses' shirts come off. I'm you sure this. I'm sure there are some some relationships that are like the Goldbergs. If anyone watched the Goldbergs, where the father is in his underwear in his chair. Yeah, that's not happening here. That's not here. It's not but, here. It's not allowed. I, <laughs> that is part of the protocols at Casa de Collins. Oh, you can't sit in your underwear. And in your chair. And you gotta put a shirt on to eat at the table. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's like, hello. What are anyway, we animals? Julie. Yes, Daniel. We have another wonderful guest today. We have another wonderful guest today, and she is someone who I met through my friend Erica Dean, the connector like mm-hmm. me. And Erica um knows Yvette because Yvette owns the hair salon where Erica goes to get her hair done. And it's called Blown Away Beauty Boutique in Glastonbury. Wow, that's mind blowing. Hair blowing? <laughs> blown away Are beauty you blown boutique. Away? I know you're trying to be clever. I'm trying to be clever. Trying. So, Julie interviewed Yvette Clay Mm -hmm. back in June, right after Memorial Day, actually. So, so towards the beginning of summer? Towards the beginning of summer, but I wanted Uh, to make sure that, um, well, number one, there's a lot of people I interviewed before Yvette in May. Yeah, Julia interviewed a bunch of people, and there's uh, a bunch to go. So we're actually talking about possibly doing uh, two weeks, but we haven't quite we haven't quite figured that out yet. So take a look and see. Maybe there'll be another episode on Thursday or Friday, or subscribe, and it'll automatically be in your podcast feed. Or subscribe. We would love it if you subscribe, and we would love it if you also share the podcast. And if you're not following us on social media, you do want to follow us on social media. We are creating some wonderful content for you to check out. So for this week, Yvette's talking about about returning to her studio and Mm -hmm. getting it reopened back up during um, times when it was closed in COVID, and... And that that was back in June. So that was back in June. So, and she's up and running. And one of the really cool yeah. things is that she <clears throat> works at one of the salons where it's an individual salon. Mm-hmm. So when you make your appointment, well, she you owns are the, the salon. She owns the salon, but it's not a huge salon where you have like bunch of stations. It's only her. So you make mm-hmm. the, your appointment, and then you text her and say, "Hey, I'm in a parking lot," and then you can go in, and it's so just it's fully, you. And you do not, distanced. yeah, and you do not have to wait to actually go. And you know what? It's really cool too. She could probably blow dry her hair because it's only you there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But she's using all the precautions and she's certified and all the different things. Um, but I love that she is a positive person. She goes to church with us, which, you know, we have not been to church in person. We're mm-hmm. still doing, at least we are doing the remote thing. So anyway. My porch is done. You're, we'll talk about that later. Sure. We should get to the interview. Let's get to the interview and then let's talk a little bit about the process of the porch. Without previous or further ado, Yvette Clay. Woohoo! You look so pretty today. Oh, thank you. And welcome this is like to. I'm not put on lipstick in a long time, Julie. I, I try to put <laughs> lipstick on every day. <clears throat> yes. 
is a hard thing. <laughs> it is important to try to try to do a little bit, right? I, I'm a firm believer. I always feel better when I put makeup on. So yeah. the only thing that is uh, kind of bringing me down and I'm trying to not let it get to me is that my hair is a mess. I really need help. So <laughs> look how long it is. It's like long and, and it's getting to a point and it, I don't mind having the long hair, but it's getting to a point in which now that it's a little humid out, the humidity hair has stricken. And it's like yesterday yeah. I blue dry it. Um, and then by the end of the day, it was just like one big hair mess. And I thought, oh, you got to be kidding me. And and there's nothing yeah. like it's not taking shape on anything. And um, I, I, I am due for a little bit of color. Um, <laughs> but I think I, I was I was hoping that because we were opening uh, salons were going to be opening that I could get it colored but now that they push back the openings to the to the first June first, yes, I, I think I'm gonna have to. Well, I guess it's next week, right? But yeah, still, it's I don't Monday. know. I, oh, okay, all right. Well, time is going by without me. <laughs> it just seemed like such a long time when they said they're pushing it back. Um, it has been a long time. It's been like ten Saturdays. Wow. I haven't had many Saturdays off ever. <laughs> so maybe this was an opportunity for you to know what a Saturday off is like, right? It really is. And it has me thinking, honestly, that I should take one Saturday off a month. Listen, that is where I'm at right now. It, I think that your clients love you enough and know that that would be a wonderful uh, self-care move on your part, that they would accommodate that because they love you and they follow you. And and we have really started this conversation without really introducing you, Yvette. Welcome to Casa de Confidence. We're so happy that you're here. I am drinking coffee and it's my last cup for the day because it's 10 a.m. and I need to stop drinking coffee after 12 because I don't want to be up all night. Well, I am drinking my green matcha Starbucks. <laughs> and that this beautiful good. cup my son has brought for me. And I call it my sparkling cup. <laughs> well, it suits you because you have a sparkling personality and you're very outgoing. I know you because first I met you through our wonderful friend, Erica Dean, who yes. is my partner in crime and adventures and fun times. And you are someone that I am just delighted to have been part of the package to Erica, right? I, yes. I love hanging yes. out with you. And now we go to church together. You you attend Calvary. Yes. And, and, and that is, um, you know, Erica, she is the connection. She is she the connection. She is the connection. To bring women together. Mm -hmm. That is focus and um i'm so happy that she reached out to me and she's like hey you know julie's doing a podcast would that be something you'd be interested in and i said absolutely because julie is fabulous <laughs> thank you well erica is the kind of person and this is one of the reasons why i love her because we're we're similar in some ways and we really love bringing people together she has a circle of friends here a circle of friends here and then she creates opportunities to bring the circles together and she really likes to connect people and i think that that's such a wonderful gift and such and i love doing it just because i love all my friends to get together so i love that she does that too and when she mentioned 
say and said, hey, I think you should have a vet in your show. And I, I feel bad for not thinking it myself, but I definitely think that um, it was a wonderful idea. And I want you to introduce yourself for the listeners. Tell us about a vet, a vet clay. What do you do and um, what keeps you going and what brings you to Casa de Collins or confidence rather? My name is Yvette Clay, um, and I am the owner and beautician for Blown Away Beauty Boutique in Glastonbury, Connecticut at the Phoenix Salon Suites. Um, I, besides a hairstylist, I am a mom of four boys, a grandma of one boy. I would never believe <laughs> so that. I have all these men around me, and I am, besides a mother and a hairstylist, I am also a fun, outgoing person. And I believe that you can do anything you set your mind to, regardless of what challenges life brings you. Absolutely. And I think that one of the things that I love about you is that you're really passionate about your career. And as a business owner, you really go out of your way to really be able to accommodate and create an environment for the women that come to you. And I don't know if you if you do any, any haircuts for men, but I think that I, I, I'm pretty sure that you probably would do that as well, even though you're surrounded by men in your, in your private life, that you would create yeah. an environment in which they feel happy at ease and definitely um, begin to feel a little confident because you're helping them feel better about themselves. Yes, and that's what um, my number one mission and motto is, is to make people feel good inside and out. Um, whether they're in my salon or if we're just hanging out, out to dinner. I think that that totally describes you and that is so evident in everything that you do. The first time I met you, I know that you were very welcoming and open and I just love, there is something about people who are people, people, right? Who immediately yeah. put you at ease. You can have an easy conversation and you get started in this, um, in, 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 in this, uh, interaction, always feeling and you walk away feeling better. And I think that this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have someone like you, especially you in the show, because you see a lot of people. Tell me a little bit about, um, what are some of the things that you feel, um, people struggle with when they're coming to you specifically because you're you're helping them with aesthetics right you're helping them feel yeah. better but what are some of the things that you you see people struggle with when it comes to uh confidence and in, in looking and feeling better well i think you know your hair is your crown you wear it every day that's uh besides your teeth and your face mm. that's where i'll see you know, and so I, I really believe that if your hair is groomed, it says a lot about you. And when people struggle to, you know, um, keep their hair, you know, in a, in a certain fashion, then I kind of bring them in and say, what do you like about your hair? What do you not mm -hmm. like about you? And I, I try to teach them as I go. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes I get to my rhythm and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a perfectionist. And what mm -hmm. I do, mm -hmm. sometimes that takes over. And um, our wonderful friend Erica say, wait, 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 hold on. What did you just do right there? Right. Erica's say, very oh, good sorry, at that. Erica. And then, oh, I'll say to one of my other clients, oh, I'm sorry. Let me go back. Let me teach you. Mm -hmm. So when you're home, I'm not there. You can recreate, recreate 
somewhat of what I did for you today to last year to the following week. I, I love that. And I think that that's a very good philosophy. I think that uh, as, as someone who has a teaching background, I believe in empowering people to be able to uh, also recreate something that you do for them. And it doesn't mean that. And I love that philosophy for you, Yvette, because I think that uh, a lot of people would say, oh, if I teach people how to do it, then they're going to not come back to me. But I think that you have such a mentality of being able to empower people, because ultimately, I think that um the times that I have been the most um, diligent and involved and happy and committed to someone who um, services me or, or provides a, a service like uh, hair, um, you know, styling and cuts is someone who has taught me, hey, when you're home, this is how you blow dry your hair. I remember for a long time, I it, and, and again, when I lived in Miami, my hair would be very frizzy, like we talked about, right, with the humidity. And I yes. didn't really know how to blow dry it, right? And, ha- and and I thought, oh, my gosh, I need to go back. I need to go back. And then sometimes it was such a like hassle to actually go. And and as a, uh, and back then, I mean, I was living on a very uh, small teacher salary. So hair was a luxury. It was something that you did when you needed. Right. And not because you wanted to all the time. And then finally, I found a friend and I'm still friends with her. I'm actually the godmother to a couple of her kids. And she taught me how to blow dry my hair. And I thought, oh, this is life changing. I, yes. I got it. I love it. it and really, I, I and she taught me about, hey, your hair is this. This is what you need. And and I think that when it comes to working with anyone, really giving them the power also allows them to create a relationship and know that they they can be uh, supportive of you because you're supportive of them. Right. Exactly. And you know, um, as hairstylists, I really. I know some hairstylists would say, well, why would I teach them? They wouldn't come back. But if you give them um, everything that they're asking for straight across the board, where you're compassionate and you listen and you help, I mean, all those things come into play. So they're not just coming for you, um, coming for the experience of getting their hair done. That's just one. They're coming to feel to fill your passion. They're coming mm-hmm. to see if you are a unique and caring person. And also, like, I become like the social worker, mm-hmm. the like a, a teacher, a friend. I'm like all of the above. And guess what? They're all of that for me too. Yeah. And I think so that it's in the two way street, <laughs> it's a two way street. And I think that, like you said, when you are, are in, in, and again, you know, many of us, you know, have maybe through COVID haven't had a haircut in a long time. And that's one of the things that we miss, but it is a time uh, to really be able to just sit still and you have the, <laughs> the, the open ear of somebody that uh, hopefully you can build a relationship with and then they can they can be a sounding board. I know that it's it's great to be able to have the opportunity to have someone's undivided attention. And, and granted, you are paying attention to what you're doing in your job, but you're also being able to give your clients the opportunity to share, right? And to, and to talk exactly. a little bit. And that is such a such a important thing. Tell me, how did you uh, decide that this was going to be the path that you were going to go into? Okay, so at the age of, I can say, probably five when I can remember, mm-hmm. um, I was obsessed with hair. I was obsessed with, dial, you know, Barbie dolls, um, baby lives, like anything that had hair. Uh-huh. And I 
the mannequin heads, you know, the Barbies. Yep, with yep. The, I remember the those. And my grandmother used to babysit me. So mm-hmm. in the summertime, I was with her all the time. And um, she used to love watching the stories. Right. And that was boring for me, you know, but it, with only having like two televisions mm-hmm. and, you know, I was at her house. So everybody else was occupying the televisions. Right. It was like 1230 to four. Mm-hmm. We had to watch. So I would take my baby dolls and, and, and say to my aunt, Auntie, can you teach me how to braid? Because she loved hair right. also. Okay. And then she gave me a comb and a brush one day. Mm-hmm. I had to be about eight. Okay. And she said, take this comb, take this brush, teach yourself how to braid while you're sitting here watching the stories with mommy. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. And I, and, and I never forget that. Mm-hmm. She taught me everything. So I look I look up to my aunt because not only is she a hair stylist also, but mm-hmm. she chooses not to do it in the, in the salon because she works mm-hmm. for the state. Okay. But she's taught all that background. And so mm-hmm. when I was 13, freshman year high school, went to Buckley High. Okay. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. Couldn't connect. Too big. I like being small. Mm-hmm. And I realized that because when it's too big, I get overwhelmed, you know, like with just a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I kept telling my mother I wanted to go to AI Prince Tech which is a vocational technical school mm. and up hairdressing. So from the age of 14 on, that, that was my passion. And to be honest, Julie, when I graduated from high school, I was working for someone. And a lot of people around me were like going off to college. And I went off to college and did my associates. But then it really wasn't where my passion was at. I couldn't find... Mm a major that I wanted to major in and it Mm -hmm. always led me back to beauty. So here I am. I I love that from an early age, you, there was something that you liked and there was something that you started to hone in your craft and you started to listen to that inner voice that said to you, um, Hey, this is where you enjoy doing and you, and you really pushed and pursued that. I think that it takes a lot of wisdom, especially for a high school student or a young teenager to be able to say, Hey, this is not for me. And I think that Mm -hmm. nowadays, um, we live in a society and obviously with everything going on, things are different, but we have lived in an environment and a society where there, you know, we believe that, okay, I, I wake up, I go to school, I do this, I graduate elementary school, I go to middle school, and then I go to high school and sometimes not the the same path is not for everyone and exactly. everyone has to be able to and I think that we need to encourage our children and we need to encourage our, our, our community and our families and our and our friends to really see that every person is such an individual and because we learn differently and because our aptitudes are different that just because it's good for one person doesn't mean that that's the other way that you need to go. So I I, I love that. I think that uh, that must have taken a lot of courage as well for you to then all of a sudden in, you know, you you must have obviously you're a business owner now, but it must have taken a lot of courage to and learn a lot of different lessons along the way to get you to the place where you decided to be a business owner. What inspired you to do that? Okay, so honestly, I can say that I worked for someone who, um, was more like a family business mm-hmm. and I just found myself one day saying I don't fit in I don't mm-hmm. fit in and 
it was like something came over me. I'm very passionate into my faith and I listen. I listen when mm. I feel my faith mm. coming over. And mm. I know a lot of people can't, you know, they don't understand that, but right. until you experience it and you take the time to sit still and accept it and receive it, you could understand it. So it was different points. So that was one day. Mm-hmm. And then I gave myself a five-year plan. I said, okay, in five years, I'm going to have my own place. Okay. That's and, great. Okay, four years later, it came, you know, I was in, I was in a, I was picking up, I was picking up beauty supplies from a store for the owner. Okay. And something came over me at the cash register. I was talking to one of the girls that I normally see. And I said, hey, do you know if anybody's renting a chair around here? And she goes, um, no. And I kid you not, I felt like someone was standing right over my shoulder. And mm-hmm. said, you know, I felt that like as if someone's selling a salon. And wow. I said, or do you know if anyone's selling a salon? And she immediately said, oh, yes. Actually, right down the street. Here's her number. Wow. Called, left a message. She called me back. And I, I went down. I met her. We mm-hmm. hit it off instantly. And uh, that was history. That was eight years ago. Amazing. And I think that there's so many times that as women, right, we are so and you could have been like, okay, whatever. And you kind of kind of kept going and just rushed through the day. But there's so many times in our lives in which we get that little instinct or we get that little nagging voice. And sometimes we really have to be able to take the moment, pause and jump and say, oh, because I'm sure that, you know, the idea might have been like, oh, why would I ask that and second guess yourself and second guess that voice. But you took the leap. And that really opened up a lot of opportunities for you. I think that that's a great lesson in confidence that sometimes you're not sure what you're doing, but you jump, right? You jump, you jump. And then I remember I had a plan. I'm like, okay, so in two months, I'm going to purchase this place. And um, she said, well, why don't you start working with me for a month? See how you like it. And, mm-hmm. and then I was, I was feeling like in my gut, I was like, oh my, cause, you know, I, I'm one of those people. I never want to burn the bridges that right. I make with other people. And I'm always feeling like, oh, how am I going to tell, you know, my, uh, my boss this and right. how I'm going to, and, and, and just like, not, I don't want to like um, cause conflict and I never want to disappoint. And those are something, some things that I need to get over to, because in the meantime, I'm disappointing myself. Right. 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 Absolutely. But I'm disappointing myself. Mm. So I don't know, something happened and I ended up leaving. And I didn't even have to go through those. I, I didn't even have to go through those emotions. Yeah, it looks like, you know, a lot of things really just fell into place for you. But I think that one of the things that you just said, um, as women, we want to please and we want to not hurt somebody's feelings. And and we really kind of um, you had a great opportunity to go and work with this other woman with the potential of being able to then uh, purchase her business. But you almost 
you you struggle with taking that leap once you started to put things into motion because you were afraid of hurting somebody else's feelings and things worked out for you. But what would be your advice for the woman who um, is afraid of uh, taking the plunge forward because of how people what people are going to think or what someone may feel or say? What are your thoughts on that? So um, I, I, I truly believe that experience helps us, you know, go through life and get better at this. Mm. So the person, if what would I would tell my younger self, I would say, is believe in yourself more than you put believe in others being better. So good. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself because that's what I have learned over the years. Like I have to put the effort into myself and in my business and in my life that I put into others because mm-hmm. you could you could burn out doing for others yeah I think that that's that's totally right you know I I heard some advice and and I was speaking to this young woman today um, for her podcast and one of the things that I was saying and that I heard um, recently that really has resonated with me people are always and, I, and I've said this people always have an opinion right people are always going yes. to um, have something to say and, 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 and sometimes we have people in our life that have more to say than others right but here's the reality don't take advice from people who are not successful at the thing that you want to do don't take exactly. advice from the person who maybe, you know, you're they're saying, oh, girl, don't start your business or don't do this or don't move forward or don't marry that guy. But if they if they're the person who maybe was unsuccessful or something and didn't or hasn't even taken the plunge forward, then it's difficult to listen to that voice. You, you have to trust the voices that um, will cheer you on. And listen, not everything that we take a plunge into ends up being a successful endeavor, but I think that we learn from those experiences. And exactly. really the advice that you're, you, you would give your, your younger self is so key. So, so, so important. Um, now, you, you talked about your aunt and you said that she's the one who, um, you know, really uh, got you going, got you the little brush set and, t- and told you to teach yourself how to braid. Who else inspires you? Who was an influence in your life at an early age? So I have to say my mom, mm. my mom. I have four prominent women in my life. Beautiful. And that's my mother, that's my mother, that's my father's mother who has passed. Um, God bless her soul. My mm-hmm. mother's mother just passed last year on his day. Oh, I'm God sorry. bless her soul. Thank you. And my aunt, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, those women I I watched, you know, watched as a little child. Mm. And I always took things from them that I wanted to be like and that I didn't want to be like. Oh, that's a great lesson. I think for myself, I've also had small, a strong influence from the women in, in my life, my grandmother, uh, Margarita, and also my, my other grandmother, Juanita, and my mom have been really strong influences. But I, I love that event. I think that we have to look at the great things that people have and inspire us, but also look and say, hey, this is where, let me take the lesson rather than uh, having the failure they did. Let me learn from what they learned, right? And uh, yes. that's that's terrific. That's so great. I love that. Um, how do you then, because you, you mentioned you had boys, right? 
How do you then take the lessons as a strong woman and translate that into lessons that um, help your boys um, become strong men and go after their dreams and become confident? You know, I always said I didn't want my mom was one to let me go in my own direction. Mm-hmm. She never had um, she was strict, but she didn't tell me what I couldn't be and what I can be. She always said, if that's what makes you happy or, and how are you going to do that? You know, she always asked me. So being a woman with boys, I'm telling you, it's tough some days <laughs> because women think differently than men, right? Right. But my boys, I have raised them with family values and to always encourage them mm-hmm. to go do and explore because that's one thing that my mother didn't let me do. She didn't let me like travel by myself and do all of those things. Right. And probably because I was a female, right? Mm-hmm. She had these standards, but my boys, I always, somebody told me years ago, treat your boys as if you would treat your girls, meaning always protect them. Don't just think because they're boys mm. growing up to men that people won't take advantage of them. And I have always kept that in my heart and my mind and I've always told my boys you can be whatever you want to be but it's your life it's your destiny mommy can only hold your hand for so long I really I really like that treat your boys as you retreat your girls and I think most of the time we hear especially now as feminists and I, I certainly you know to, I think to my husband's dismay at times, I, I have that feminist streak. And I do, I think I am very independent. But um, yes, I would qualify myself as a feminist. But I think that we hear, oh, let's treat our girls like we treat our boys. But that's a great lesson. Let's treat our boys like, let's treat our kids the same. Let's exactly. say, right. Because I think that boys also have feelings. Boys also encounter fears. Boys also uh, need to feel some tenderness as well. And if we exactly. really say, hey, this is a treatment that's right for girls, but not right for boys or vice versa, then we're doing children a disservice. And I think that when we start to make them bold, courageous, but also feeling and tender and kind and have all of these qualities, we, we are raising children. Children that can then make a difference and make an impact in the world. Exactly. Exactly. So who inspires you now? Who inspires me now? God, number one. Love it. Okay. And I have, um, I have various people, but my son, my oldest son, Bobby, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He, I just, he's such a go-getter. He is a DJ uh-huh. by choice. And that is his side hobby job. And he is just fearless with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets a vision and he just runs with it. And That's I look great. at him and he's much younger than me. And I tell you, there's been plenty of times where I have paused and said, wow. I want to be like that. <laughs> I want to be fair like that. 
That's great. I love it. I think that we need to, you know, and it doesn't matter. And I like that you were inspired by your son because sometimes we get at the idea that inspiration has to come from someone who's wiser, older, stronger, but inspiration can come from anyone, right? And inspiration can come as long as we're looking for it. And that's so terrific. Now, um, obviously, as a small business owner, this has been a challenging time, something that a lot of people are experiencing. It's been challenging for the whole world, right? Not just for business owners but um how are you and what are some of the things that you have used to cope with not only the mental challenges but also how are you uh pivoting in your business and what are some of the things that you're doing to be able to um really create a strong a stronger better business that uh pivots from the the the, your business your 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 natural business plan of of having customers come to the shop for for uh hair and and services i've always been um patient Mm -hmm. like i've been told you know a lot that i have a lot of patience but i just think this two months plus has given me a time to kind of connect to the beauty industry and just not always look at somebody like, um, um, oh, you know, I got to go to this class. I got to do this so I can get better at this. So I can get better mm-hmm. at that. I really took this time to just exile and okay. just say, okay, what am I going to do differently when I go back? Nice. Um, I had a lot of anxiety last week. Um, mm-hmm. just knowing that, you know, with the mask, the face shield, um, just making sure everything is, you know, what I do on a daily basis, but because it's like sketched in stone and, uh, you know, the governor has imposed like all these rules and, mm-hmm. and you know, different states have their own um, idea of what your place should look like. Right. I am a business of one, so I am always one client at a time. Right. And um, the only thing that's going to be different is that I won't have two clients in at a time. And sometimes mm-hmm. clients interaction of other women. I love to see all the women just talking and we have mm-hmm. a conversation. So going back into the salon, it's a time to slow down mm-hmm. and not just always be on go, like on the next, on the next, on the next. Give that person, I try to give them the, my undivided attention at mm-hmm. all times. Sometimes right. it's not. I, I, I start panicking when people wait or if I'm running behind, which mm-hmm. I don't try to do. So this would just give me an extra half an hour just so I won't, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, because I'm giving everybody like a flower window. Yeah, I think that that's, two and a half. you know, we certainly, one of the things and um, I'm a firm believer and I think that this is, a, you know, a lot of people tend to think, oh, you know, the government shouldn't be telling me this, shouldn't be telling me that. I'm a firm believer, you know what, if people are, and we put them in power, let's be clear on that. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's, who's in government is because we elected them. Um, but ultimately, there, there's a lot that it's it's taken into account when any type of regulation or rule comes to pass. People just don't sit and say, you know, I think I'm going to make them be have a hard time at their business. No, they really are trying to make sure that they're protecting and really trying to do the best. Or at least I'd like to believe that, that people sit yes. in positions of power and take into account many different opinions and then create a policy that is crafted to meet the different needs and I and I've been fortunate enough uh, for instance to to be in Capitol Hill at one point and advise mm-hmm. um 
the education and the education and workforce committee on reauthorization of educational law and and I really I was I was taken back by the experience because a lot of people that you know felt the law or federal regulation in education was punitive or not good or good or great or whatever it was but there was such a process they listened to so many different opinions and really uh, applying or or taking or saying we're going to do it this way they know that there's a lot of people who are not going to like that but they try to meet the majority right and I think that um, as you're looking into your business I think that you know because you cannot control, obviously, what they're going to decide at the government level to impose or to require. It's important to what you said, right? Okay, well, this is what they're asking. This is what I'm going to do. And I think that as women, sometimes we feel that things are happening to us. But really what you're saying is that, and what I hear you saying, and what, what I love what you said is like, okay, this is what they're going to say. And, you know, I'm trying to keep up and I'm educating myself and I'm doing all these things. But I am then taking charge and structuring what they're giving me, right? It's it's happening exactly. for me. This is going to give me the opportunity to, hey, take my time with more clients, have a little more of a rhythm, uh, maybe a little bit of a break in between so that you're not as stressed and rushing around. And I think that that's the mentality that makes us successful is knowing that I'm not going to be able to control everything. So I'm going to control what I can because I'm the, I can control me and I can control my environment. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of people, because our dates kept getting pushed up, mm-hmm. you know, when barbershops, your stylist should go in. Right. And a lot of you know people were like, hey, you know, we're going down to the state capitol. We're going to, you know, um, have a walk and we're going to mm-hmm. and we're going to ask the governor why. Right. And I get it. I get it. To each his own. Some, but I feel like some things you just need to listen to mm-hmm. and sit back because sometimes when you go against the grain, it's not always as good on the other side when you're trying to fight for something. This is a virus. This is mm-hmm. not right. something that, you know, you can just, they don't even, <clears throat> excuse me, they don't even know they don't have a vaccine for it yet. Right. So why are we pushing and we're fighting? Right. You know, so I, I was just like, nope, I'm going to sit this one out and I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. Right. <laughs> I, you can do. I think that, you know, in, in, in I love that point. I am an activist. I, I will categorize myself as an activist. If there is a cause that mm-hmm. I believe in. I'm the first one to go out and march. And maybe some of you have seen me march somewhere, right? And I'll show mm-hmm. up and I'll talk and I'll inform myself on an issue and I will share my views. But you're right. They're, they're, it's a virus. It is a pandemic. And it's not just happening in Hartford, Connecticut, in Glastonbury, and Vernon. It's happening in the state. It's happening in our country. It's happening in the world. Yeah. And yeah. whatever, you know, and I think that at times... We have the mentality that because we're not able to see it, it's not that bad. Exactly. And it's not until it actually affects us personally that mm-hmm. then we realize, like, holy shit, right? Like, yeah. it's bad. Um, and, and we need to preventative, like, even in health, um, we we sometimes, you know, like I look at my dad and my dad really took care of himself when it came to health. He did everything preventative. 
and he because he saw his father die at a young age. So my dad wanted to mm-hmm. have a vital life. He wanted to uh, be physically fit, eat healthy, uh, drink water. These are things that he always did. But, you know, the reality is that um, he, he saw that. Now, for people who haven't seen health issues, who haven't struggled themselves personally, oh, yeah, you know, it's out there, but it's sort of like this this impersonal thing. And, mm-hmm. and it's important to understand that just because it doesn't come knocking on your door, it's not happening to somebody else. And, exactly. you know, we, we all have to learn to be a little more patient with each other. We all have to be a little more understanding. And listen, I... I feel bad for everyone that has lost um, income, everyone who has lost a job. I lost a job. Um, But ultimately, I can't live in the past of I lost my job or I can't, like I said, live in the in the moment of I this is terrible. It's happening to me. But what can I do to, to change or what can I do to give back? Because I think that in in giving to others or in focusing on the things that you do have control over, which one of them is your mind. Right. This is yes, this exactly. could be a great opportunity. May, how can I reshift? How can I do this? These are the things that really make an impact. And I think that can change people's lives and can change our environment and our world. So and, and you're such a positive person, Yvette. I think that I, I really respect and admire that of you. And I think that um, I know that as you continue to open, you're going to have great success. What are some of the goals that you think you have for yourself coming up in the next year or so? Okay, so one of the things that I try to do is I try to, um, for me, I, I love exercise and I love walking, but I, gym, the gym has been shut down. Mm-hmm. So I've been getting out walking a lot and just like being in tune with nature and just um, having clarity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every time I opened up my Instagram and I wanted to post something, you know, you find yourself sometimes wanting to, wanting to rant about certain things mm-hmm. you know but th- i'm like people don't need that they need right. positivity right so i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna have a walk and i'm gonna share you know just taking time to stop by a flower and take a picture of a flower yeah you know or and then talk about that and it comes so natural natural to me i didn't realize how natural like just looking at a still photo like i know mm-hmm. i love art but just mm-hmm. looking at a still photo of water and you could just turn that into, you know, how, how it's translating in your life at the time. So I think I want to give more positivity to people. Also, um, just showing up, just showing up and trying to, I, I'm, I'm focusing on um, giving back more. I love because it. as I'm, as I am truly, truly blessed on how many people mm-hmm. have just, reached out and showed me how much I mean to them, you know, and I'm just showing up, just trying to be my good self, (laughs) you know, not expecting anything, Mm. but it's really comforting to know that, wow, they see me as somebody, you know, you are are an amazing person. And I know that one of the things that I admire of you is that as a business owner, you go above and beyond for the people that you, you, you service and you are in the service industry, but you are really a servant leader. 
because you show by example and you show people your positivity. And I love that you're taking walks. I have a question about nature that has um, maybe, I don't know, maybe by the time we kind of air this episode, something will come to light that will answer my question. But I want to ask you something. Have you noticed anything weird going on with birds? Yes. Okay. It's not just me. Okay. Tell me, what have you noticed with birds? I am noticing that we have yellow birds. Have you ever seen a yellow bird? No. Me either. Our only yellow bird I seen was in a cage. Mm, Yep. I was at the beach and two yellow birds. Okay. Just flying around, I've noticed a lot more blue jays, a Me lot too. more cardinals. Cardinals. Yep. I, this red bird, I kid you not, is following me. <laughs> it's following me. I, I believe it. I actually have been saying this to my husband, Dan. The, so I, I don't even know if I, I should tell the story. Maybe I, I told her already in the podcast, but... So we have a porch. It's a three season porch and we don't really use it every year. I've had the goal that I'm going to make this into a beautiful reading room, a little morning room where I can go and have my coffee and journal. And every year it doesn't happen for whatever reason. We're traveling, we're going around and that's like the last priority. And we always clean it up and get ready to, you know, do some of the repairs and painting and things that we need to do in there. And then the, the, the summer finishes, fall comes And then the winter comes and it sort of becomes this like place where, you know, we don't know what to do with it. We just throw it down there instead of going to the basement. So then the year passes and then spring comes and we do the cleaning again and fine. So long story short, there was a little hole in the porch and that little hole has grown into a hole where birds came in and made a nest. So... We have squatters at Casa de Collins. And I said to Dan, I said, you need to get the birds out. And he he actually, you know, made an order from Home Depot because, of course, he can't go pick it up. And he's having he's having to because, of course, the project is a little more involved than I would like it to be. Or I don't know if he's making it more involved, but whatever. So the stuff from Home Depot did not get delivered. Two weeks later, we're still calling Home Depot and getting hung up on because there's so many people calling. Right. Fine. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed because I, I like to sit outside and I usually when it's nice out and it's springtime into summer. And since I worked from home, I always go outside and have lunch outside. And okay. in the late afternoon, I usually go in and sit and have maybe an afternoon tea, maybe an adult beverage, maybe just sparkling water, watch the dogs run around. And then sometimes we have dinner. But in the last week. They are these birds, not only the birds that, you know, are, are squatter birds, but I have noticed beautiful cardinals and I've noticed all these kind of different mm-hmm. birds. However, the birds are becoming bolder and bolder and bolder. Like, yeah. I walked, I opened the door to go outside and then all of a sudden there's a bird right there on the, on the railing. And, you know, typically a bird would see a person and run away. This bird is like, lady, can I come in your house? I'm like, and I'm like, what? Shoot, shoot. And he wouldn't go away. And then I'm mm-hmm. sitting down at the table and all of a sudden these two birds come over and they're walking around and the dogs are next to them. And the dogs are like, uh, why are these birds here? Why aren't they flying away? 
And I was telling my my friend yesterday the same thing because I was sitting outside as I'm talking to her. And she says, my son just said the same thing. She said, mom, there's something going on with the birds. And it really is. It really is. And I think it's because it's been so quiet. Mm-hmm. They have come out and they've made a nest um, on the side of my house. Really? And they make that nest there for the past three years. Okay. It's like way up near the gutter and they on the cable cords outside the house they literally um they're like babysitters they're like watching so when my door opens two of them will fly by me immediately almost to say like don't go near my nest that's right yeah and and i I told my mom i said they are really really bold Mm. they're like care they're out there with the squirrels with the rabbits Right, right. Listen, it's a lot of nature for me. I'm a city girl. The the birds are a lot. I I forget what was it the other day. Um, there there. Um, I, I saw I saw. Uh, um, um, what is that? Uh, I can't think of the name of this thing. The Pepe Le Pew thing. You know the the, the skunk. I saw a skunk. And oh, I'm the like, skunk. Yeah. Like, oh my God, here we go again with the skunks. And and then they were like. Um, the neighbor's yard. So our house is a couple a couple uh, houses down. There's a park with a nature preserve and a and and a trail that just recently we went for a walk on. Actually, with our friend Erica, and uh, but there's the little stream that goes by. So they were they were um, what are ducks or 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 yeah ducks or geese or whatever from the stream and they were in the neighbor's yard and they were far from the stream it's not that it's that close and i'm like we're being <laughs> invaded by nature this is crazy exactly. so, exactly. uh, it's it's a byproduct of and, the pandemic really, it really is and um i must say i i went to the beach even the mm-hmm. ocean looks so much clearer down at hammond oh, yeah. yeah and i'm just like do you see how low this, like the, the ocean looks like it's meeting the sky. It's oh, that's so big. beautiful. And then I saw, I never saw a rainbow in a cloud. Have you ever seen a rainbow? Yes. I, I, but I was in Ireland when I saw that and it was the first time. And I, I thought we need to go find that pot of gold. I'm telling you, I was like, I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, in that cloud. And then, yeah. you know. I have been reading a lot on on how the the environment and and the planet there's some things that have really been evolving because of the the lessening of the pollution in the world. So I I think that you know certainly our our our, our earth needed a little bit of the break. Um and as yeah. we begin as we begin to go back, I I would urge listeners to um like you Take a lot of time to enjoy the nature. Uh, Take a lot of time to be kind to the planet as well, because this is our only planet, just like uh, people always say. And uh, every little bit counts. And listen, I think that we should be at peace with the animals and the birds. Just don't come in my house. But, you know, and give give me some space. Honestly, I need some space. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. 
So um, it's going to be a while till we're able to be out and about and do some social dancing and joy. Because, you know, we've gone out. We've gone out dancing. We've gone out to dinner. But uh, tell me, what are some things that you are looking forward to that you miss a lot? I do miss the dates. Date night. Date night going out and just, Mm -hmm. you know, talking to other couples and people just people watching and just having a great time um, with my with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we do we do a lot of that at the on the porch now. Right, but right. Yep. There's not a lot of people at the house, so <laughs> so I'm in the porch to like hanging out with him and um, just doing some of the Friday or Saturday things that we used to do. Um, yeah. Grown up time. That's what I call it. Grown up time. Yeah, we actually um, we've had a couple of date nights with other couples in mm-hmm. which we've um, we've done game night on Zoom. It's been oh, okay. okay. It's it hasn't been bad. It's fun, but certainly I. You know what I want to do, and this is something that we. Um, and actually, you know, we, we have been to our friend's house because, you know, they, they've been quarantined and so have I, have we. But uh, our, um, I want to go and go to like a bar and sit down and people watch, watch the game yes, and cheer I'm for saying. my team and yes. something, right? And that's, uh, I'm just one can dream. Just at the bar and just like interacting with other people right. is so much like, fun. Like, what are you drinking? <laughs> Right? What what is that? Oh, right? I know, right? Right? A margarita. A margarita. What's for happy hour? Two for one. Oh my gosh, those were the days. Exactly. At Max's. That's what I miss, Julie. At Max's, I know. So Max's is a restaurant by us and they have a phenomenal happy hour even on Saturdays and uh yes, not Max's. not an ad, but if Max's wants to be a sponsor of the podcast, I will be here telling everyone how much I love every single part of Max's. Max's house, exactly. Max's fish, Max's downtown, Max Samori, Max Burger, uh, Max, Burger <laughs> Max Burger. I love them. Oh, <sighs> such a, those are the days now. I'm, I'm going to have to make Dan bring me some takeout from, from somewhere now that we're talking exactly. about this. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I don't know if I'm ready to mm-hmm. be out at a restaurant right now. I know a lot of them are doing um, outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I just saw that Jay Gilbert's is doing that. That's yeah. uh, me and Erica's favorite place. That's right. <laughs> Jay Gilbert's is actually when Erica and I became friends and we decided, hey, let's get together. That was where we had our first friend date. We met at Jay Gilbert's. Okay. Okay. Yep. And and actually, I think she had just come from your place from getting her hair done. Yeah, because I mean, what better place? I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm moving next door to Jay Gilbert's. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, well, I, I have so enjoyed so much talking to you and you're such a sunny personality. You're such a woman of strength and faith. And I, I loved one of the things that you shared with me um, that I would like to share with the listeners, because I think that this is very important. I typically ask my guest one of the things that um, maybe they have a quote or something that has been a mantra. And I really love the things that you said, faith over fear. And are you sink or swim? And you said that you're swimming. And I love that so much. But I, I, I want to go back to the faith of a fear. And I really want to, um, 
share with the listeners that if you're sitting and you're overwhelmed with what's going on in the world or your circumstances are not where you need to be or your business has suffered, um, there's still more to come, right, Yvette? And yes. Faith over yeah. fear is an important concept. Take Tell the listeners how why that's important to you. Because if you don't have faith, you're always going to live in fear. And I feel mm-hmm. like um, I have had uh, many challenges in my life and I had to overcome them. And I have, um, I'm sorry. That's okay. And, and so anytime I start feeling anxious, I know it's fear taking over me. And I literally drop to my knees. If I can't drop to my knees to pray to God, then I am in a corner and I am praying mm-hmm. underneath my breath. I don't care if I'm in a room with a ton of people, mm-hmm. I find a place and I find that prayer helps you move on from mm-hmm. that anxious and that fearful feeling that you have down deep in your soul. I love fear that. Doesn't help fear doesn't help anything. No. And, and God talks about, do not, do not be afraid. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. My, I have a friend and I, I was speaking to her earlier this week and not for the podcast, but just for friendly conversation. And she she really is a single mom and has uh, taken such a deep journey in her life. And she said, you know, Julie, one of the things that I heard that I have been really working on is. I am lately, and I've always done this as, as someone who believes, but I, I I always give my cares to God and I pray to God and I say, hey, God, take care of this, do, 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 and then I move on and then I find myself going back and praying for the same thing or being worried about the same thing. But she said that she heard from somebody that she should write her prayer or whatever she's afraid about or whatever she's anxious about and then go and put it in a box and the box is God and actually do the do like here, God, here is my worry and put it in the box. And just like you wouldn't take it away from God, you don't take the fear back or you're the, the worry or the anxiousness out of the box. You just keep it in the box and say, OK, it's in God's box. It's in God's hands and let it go. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to do that. I have a gratitude ba- a jar that I everything I'm grateful for. I put my little thing in there. But I thought, oh, I really like this idea. I'm going to have to, you know, create my God box where I go and put all my stuff in. Yes. And, and you know, like um, I used to be afraid to talk about um, not so much afraid, but sometimes you don't want to just throw faith in people's faces. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yep. that is a personal. Right. That's personal. You know, yep. Everybody has to go through it. So now I find myself that because I know faith has got got me where I am today. And that's one of the things that I was brought up being taught. But sometimes mm-hmm. we go astray, right? right? We go astray. Yep, absolutely. But I, I, I'm a true believer is if you set the foundation mm. is younger, no matter how rocky that road is that they travel. Right. They're going to go back to the foundation. It I may take agree. a little longer than us, but you do. You go back yep. to your foundation. I agree with you 100%. I know that for myself, there were times in which, you know, I was far away from God and far away from a relationship with him. And and obviously, I knew that God loved me, but I, I, I you know, let a lot of things get in the way. But um, I, and, and this is something that I learned from my grandparents, you know, children need to be given roots 
and need to yes. be given wings. And I, I know that I was deeply rooted in faith and knowing mm-hmm. that God loves me. But I also was given the ability to have the wings and the wings took me far, but brought me back. And, and I think that that's important, right? So, yes. And, and that's why I, you know, I, I love coming to Calvary because for so many years I was searching for right. that one place yep. to make me feel. Oh, for sure. Like I, I, I feel so at home at Calvary. I had yes. the opportunity of our church does uh, home fellowship groups and it's it's an opportunity for everybody to meet. And typically we meet at somebody's home and discuss either the book or discuss what everybody, the theme uh, of the series that the church is going through. Um, but because of the pandemic, we actually took the groups virtual. So we I, I volunteer to lead a group. And wouldn't you know it, our pastor signs up for the group. And I'm like, oh, I really have to be in good behavior. And I have to make sure I don't, you know. And listen, I, I, I think and this is what I like about our pastor. He doesn't curse. But he's not going to judge me if I if I slip out with the, you know, the occasional something something but uh it really was so much fun to have him in 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 what i love about him is that he is the first person to tell you that he is not perfect he's forgiven mm-hmm. and he yeah. is um working to do the best he can and he he makes it such an environment where everybody is so welcomed and loved. And his main goal is to share with you the love of Christ, the justice of Christ and support you in anything. And I think that it was really um, it was in God's plan, right, that that I was going to lead this group with my pastor and, and our, our good friend Eric. I was in the group. But the day that I got laid off, I actually found out that I was laid off a couple of hours before I was supposed to lead this group and I had not prepped anything. And um, it was a good moment to, you know, share something that at the time and again, it was painful, but it was also sort of a grieving process because I've been with the organization for so long. Um, But it was good to have someone there that uh, caught me. You know, when you when you need to be caught and embraced and loved to have that type of community. And it, it, it was really it will always be a part of my heart and how I was I was cherished, loved and encouraged and comforted by the family that Calvary has created for us. So I'm glad that you're part of that family Yvette. Thank you so much. Thank you. I am, too. And I, and that's another thing. I can't wait. I can't wait until we're all under one roof again. I know. I can't. We can sit in here, you know, Pastor Bill, just um, give us the word. And this is Calvary Fellowship in West Hartford for anyone and anyone who's not in the Hartford, Connecticut area. You can always take advantage of listening to the messages, all of the messages. And this is one of the things that I really love about our church. All of the messages have always been on a podcast online and you can find them. And then definitely if you want to check them out, I can link them to the show notes. But I will also link them to your social media channels because I think that you have some very inspiring stuff, especially as you're taking some time. And if anybody has any questions, questions or concerns you also an educator when it comes to to beauty and to making people feel fabulous so i'm sure you would be happy to to help anyone in that sense yes and they can always call me or um or um message me that's right and you know my number is 860 970 
Awesome. And that's Away Beauty Boutique. And I am here for your service. But I come love in it. For a blown away for a blown away experience. I love it. And you're doing everything that you need to do, which I'm so proud of you for taking the steps to really be able to protect yourself and protect your clients. Yvette, one last question before we close. When yes. you are getting the award for the best event ever and you're being introduced <laughs> on stage and they're going to play your theme song as you walk into the stage to receive your award. What song is that? Flawless. <laughs> no, I'm just survive. I will survive. I love it. Bye. I remember singing that song with my cousin and we had the brushes and we thought we were the singer and dancing and singing and it's I will survive because you know what? At the end of the day, no matter what knocks you down, it's how many times you get back up. That's right. I love it. And everybody, we are going to survive this. We are going to thrive over it and Go out, and if you are not near a vet, go out and support your small business, support the people that make us beautiful, and listen to us talk about it. So, Yvette, thank you again for coming to Casa de Confidence. We'll see you soon. All right. Thank you, Julie. Have a great and amazing day. You too. Thank you for part of your tribe. Thank you so much for being here. Wow, I did not realize. I heard a name that I haven't heard in several years. Oh, yeah? What is that? Yvette brought up Prince Tech. Prince Tech. What is that? Prince Tech is one of the regional vocational technical schools Mm -hmm. in Connecticut. Ooh. It's the one in Hartford, I think. Um, Hold on. Apparently, we have a trail truck coming through our living room. No, just three motorcycles. Dan's favorite thing. We, we didn't put up the same soundproofing we normally put. So there you go. You got a little uh, it's life, behind people. the scenes here. It's life, people. I've been told that I need to stop obsessing over perfection and sound and just go with what comes to me. So anyway. It's a beautiful day in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> On cue. Nice motorcycles. On cue, anyway, for sure. I am a graduate of the state of Connecticut Regional Vocational Technical Schools. I went to Ellis Tech in Danielson, Connecticut. Mm. And uh, I, it's, it's one of those things that everyone gets to the point in life they are. I mean, I eventually went to college, but I also learned part of a trade Mm -hmm. at at Ellis Tech. So I took electronics. But you also know how to section hair. I do know how to section hair because when you go to the RVTS schools, I don't even know if they call them that anymore, the technical schools Mm -hmm. in in high school, um, you have to do exploratory where you take a week in every shop. A week in every shop, and then you decide, like, explore what's good for you. I don't know if it's still a week, because there's a lot more shops now than there were in the past. I think it's a good idea. 
And I like, and, and here's the thing, haven't been in education for a long time. And obviously I worked for companies that help students um, succeed in school and also with test preparation. One of the things that is very important is that students are given options in technical school and technical education is a very important and not every student is a college bound uh, student and they should have options and educational options for all is very cool yeah that's good it's a you know it's it's one of the paths and if you see it's successful models of education around the world it is where different options are given to students based on their um, strengths, weaknesses, and aptitudes. Cool. But that's all I'm going to say on that. So, I haven't said it yet. Okay, what are you going to say now? Great interview. <laughs> <laughs> Yvette was a wonderful. Yvette was wonderful. One of the things that I really loved hearing is how she was influenced by strong women in her family. Hmm. And that always... One of the correlations I'm seeing is that most women are definitely influenced by their moms. True. Although a mother-daughter relationship can be sometimes complicated, I think. I'm I'm not a daughter, so I would not know. No. Mother-son relationships, well, you know, those are very tender, aren't they? Well, as long as she gets my laundry done, that was fine. Uh Uh-huh. There you go. I'm kidding. My mom always got my laundry done. It was never an issue. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a poke at Uh, me not getting your laundry done? Wow. I can laundry. I love how you made my relationship with my mother all about about you. It's all about me. No, my mom mom was older. My mom Mm -hmm. was, we may have mentioned this, 47 years old when she gave birth to me. I thought she was 48. 47. Mm -hmm. That's amazing to start. That's amazing to start, yeah. So, but I was the last and I was kind of like an only child at that point because my siblings were much older than I was, except Mm -hmm. my one sister who was... Just uh, seven years older than me. Yeah, so they were out of the house. Can you yeah. imagine if we had a three-year-old right now? So at that point, my mom w- would she was retired at that one point, and you know, bored. Notice and didn't address that. I, what'd you say? If we had a can, child right now, can you imagine if we had a three-year-old right now? <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> <It'd> be <miracle. laughs> It'd be a miracle. Wow. Oh, wow, yeah, you just yeah. put it in perspective for me Yeah. about my mom. So, but my mom, I, I was her one point of attention. So, one I, point of attention. So, I got a little spoiled because it was a just little? me and my mom. My, my, my dad passed away when I was younger, so I got a, a little spoiled. Things were done for me that I, I don't want to say I ever took it for granted. No, you're but, not the um, kind of person to do that. But, uh, but yeah, so. Yeah. I I have a theory as a, the oldest of three girls in my family. And I have brothers from my dad's other marriages. But because, um, you know, my mom was one of five, number three, if you're interested. But as the oldest, 
I I believe that the youngest child tends to get babied and don't have it as hard as the oldest. I would love to know what the audience thinks on this. Wow. You sound just like all my siblings. Uh, When we were kids, Dad would take out, he would bring a pile of bike parts and throw them in the yard and say, build your bike. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you have to build the bike? No, my my dad went to the store, bought a bike, and assembled it for me. Nice. When I was like, when I was like, Five. That was mm-hmm. my first new bike. Your I got a first new bike. New bike. Before nice. that, I got used bikes. My dad was a huge mm-hmm. auction guy. Yeah. So we, my 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 mom would she come home to a different car, different dining room set, different couch, different boom. Because my dad would sell so somebody wanted he'd sell it, buy it, oh, he'd get another one. Yeah. Go to the auction. That was. That was let my, my she dad was a house, saint, but I don't know if I could do that. The way it was, so, I don't know um, if I could do that. But um, but after yes. after my father passed away, I was six. My mom, she got her like a new car. I'm like, you got a new car? It's not a used one. <laughs> it's not something from a yeah. auction. And uh, so that was that was a little. A little different. A little different. So it was, it was good. Danny well, got his things done I got my for new him. Bike. Yeah. So. Listen, you get it things done cool for bike. you now. It was a huffy. Okay. Do I? Let's go I back. I got a huffy. It good had a for fake, you. It had a fake gas tank, like a motorcycle, and a banana seat. Wow. The monkey bars. Did you have a little streamers, Oh, that wasn't too? the Huffy. That was a different one. Okay. The Huffy was later. That was Question a for you. Oh, whatever. Okay. Question for you. Yes. What was do your first you, bike? It was a red bike. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Do I? Do you or do you not have your laundry folded for you? Oh, I love... Well, hmm. yes, because you love folding laundry. I do. It's very peaceful. Do you or do you not have mm-hmm. a beautiful remodeled porch? Yes, I do. I've never complained about anything that you've done. I've never complained about you not folding or folding my laundry. Did you have breakfast made for you today? I did. Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't actually made eggs in a long time and you love how I make eggs. But I you've do. been making them lately. I've been making them because I've been practicing different little recipes and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also I want to make sure that, you know, you know, people, people you're increasing buy. the amount of food that our, you're eating. Our listeners are going to start to think we're competing about over things that are being done in the house. Listen, there's no competition. You always win. There's different tracks. <laughs> Just like one of us is the innovator and the other one is the implement, implementator. Ooh. Implementer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. ELS much? Hmm? ELS. Really? Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guess what today... It's not true, though. No. What do you mean it's not true? You're not ELS. You're equal. Hmm. ELS means English as a ESL. Oh, Oh, I said it wrong. You just did. Oh, I'm going to have to edit that out. Mm-hmm. No, no perfection. I was trying to make a joke. I meant to say ESL much. ESL much. 
Which is English as a second language. But but Julie's not English as a second language. She learned English and Spanish simultaneously growing up. Mm-hmm. Idiot. Dual language. English as a dual language. I'm a dual language speaker. A dual language. <clears throat> anyway, the dogs need a bath today. I'm a single language speaker because it's hard to learn. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Yogi, where are you going? He's done with this conversation. Anyway. Hey, by the way, very sadly, Chadwick Boseman died. Yes. I think did. it's sad. It's amazing that he really left a mark with playing some iconic roles. And did you know that he died on uh, Jackie Robinson Day? Uh, yeah, he did. I, I did know that. He passed away on the day that uh, MLB was celebrating Jackie Robinson. Did you know also that he died on the same week that it was the anniversary of Thurgood Marshall being confirmed as a Supreme Justice? That I didn't know. Yeah, pretty interesting. Can you talk to your dog? Hey, Yogi. He's So my dog's trying to fluff up the wood floor so it's mm-hmm. more comfortable. Yeah. Because, you know, the couch he was sitting on. Wasn't got, soft enough. It wasn't soft enough. No, he's... He just wants to be closer to me, though. That's mm. true. He's a so mama's anyway, boy. So, yeah, Chadwick Boseman. Um, get yourself checked, guys. Men, I mean, this this is something I, I've been... I have actually... I have had my second colonoscopy because of my family history. So the first colonoscopy I had um, uh, when I was 41 years old, Mm -hmm. they found polyps and I was on the five-year, I was on the three-year plan. And and that was something that was important. Not yeah. not non cancerous. Nothing nothing bad like that. Uh, the the next time around, clean as a whistle. So yeah. I'm on the five year plan. But it is important. Well, you also have your wife after you. And they're starting to find out that mm-hmm. 50 years old might be a little too late for some Yeah, I did men. hear that. I did hear that. So, so you, make sure that you're taking care of your health. And I think that as yeah. we go into September and the weather is changing, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of uncertainty, right, and still if, going on in the world. But you are in control of your health. You are in control. It is okay to question your doctor. Oh, it sure it is, is. It is. It is okay to question your doctor. Second opinions. Doctors, your your doctor is a human. Is a human, and it's okay to question mm-hmm. the doctor. If a doctor says, if you if you feel you have a history, and like like me and my my doctor was totally on board when I when I when I explained my family history, the doctor's like, oh. Let's get this started now. And if if your if your doctor's saying, yeah, I don't know, maybe not, just say, hey, I I feel more comfortable being tested. Here's the thing: that you you have to be your best health advocate, and and that doesn't mean that you use Doctor Google to diagnose you. It just means that you find information, you inform yourself, Mm -hmm. you go to a doctor, and you share with them what you're thinking, what you want. And you know what? Research doctor. Uh, yeah. That's oh, important. gosh, for sure. Have I ever been to a doctor that I haven't researched? You have not. Never. Hmm. Never. Going to a doctor that your mom went to is not a good reason to go to that doctor. 
are just because you like the name or they live in the same town and it's convenient to it's you. It's okay to go two towns over for your doctor. Oh, God. I'd go back to New York City if I needed to for a doctor. You almost went back there for a dentist. I almost went back there for a dentist <laughs> because we our plan switched, or I don't know how so. this happened, and the dentist that I had researched for a long time that I established a great relationship with um, he was no longer covered in our plan and I of course you know needed to research several different components yes so yeah important look after your health and you know what's also another good reason to travel a couple towns over what to find a great hairstylist yes I highly recommend that if you are in Connecticut and you are transitioning to a new hair person, you check out our guest, Yvette. And she is on social media. She's on all of our channels. I will amplify her and amplify, um, oh my gosh, you really check out her Facebook page. She's got really cool hairstyles. And then what she talked about in the interview that I like is that she teaches you how to do it as well Mm -hmm. which I think is very important because you want to look well and fabulous in and out of the salon Mm -hmm. you don't want which reminds me I am thinking I'm going to cut my hair shorter my hair is long just cut it off. No, I'm not cutting cut it, it off. off. I am not a short hair person. Cut I am punk thing. I want you to no. do a little shave on the it's side. It's never happening. Nope, never happening. However, shave it enough to where you can get a tattoo, and then you can grow the hair out, and people would know you got a tattoo. Never. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I am not a tattoo uh, person. Head tattoos. That hurt. is not happening. Oh, you, you just six months ago you said you wanted to get one. You no. Dang, your computer just said something. My computer just got a notification. Uh, anyway, so yeah, check out a vet. Check out a vet. Blown, oh my lord, Julie. Wow. Promoted. Blown away beauty. Blown away beauty. Blown away beauty. And he, she's in Glastonbury. She's 205 Glastonbury Boulevard. But more importantly, I would suggest that if you do have a hair person in near you, that you work with them and you ask them, like, what is your passion? And, and maybe you have been going there so long that she just does the same thing every time because that's just the rut you're in. But ask her, hey, what would be a good thing to I could change? You never know. Maybe there's a new look for you. And... You know my motto, if you look great on the outside, it creates confidence on the inside. And that brings us to our end. And we say, look great and go confidently. In the direction of your dreams. Wow. I, I had more that I could talk about. But what else? You're cutting me off. It's all right. I understand. Yeah, I understand. What? You're only drinking coffee. I'm not cutting you off today. Uh, listen, I people in glass houses <laughs> oh, 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 oh. wow speaking in code now oh, speaking in code anyway I i'm hope, hungry i hope i am too it's time for lunch it's time for lunch are you making I lunch we'll go see what's there mm. and get creative he's gonna have hummus 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 because he's a hummusarian hummusarian mm-hmm. anyway I hope you all have a great week. Uh, Maybe you'll get an extra little episode this week. 
We'll find out once we get there. I think that there's so much possibility in this world that stay tuned and be open to the possibilities that the world brings. Oh, one more thing I did want to talk about. Very important. Super important. Super? Yes. So, a thing that is close and dear to my heart is a town in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And for those of you who know, they that area was um, hit hard by the storm. So if you know of any organizations or if you want to hit me up, um, definitely, you know, th- these people still need help. Um, we've all been going through a harder time, but imagine losing your home or not having any running water or electricity. So if there's anything that you can do to contribute, I will put something in the show notes too for that. And with that, go confidently, friends. Thanks for joining us this week on the Casa de Confidence podcast with Julie DeLuca Collins. Remember to check her out on Instagram and Facebook and always click subscribe to catch every new episode. Remember, leave a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. And as always, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Hi, everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only Purposeful You Mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's Mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel if you've been spinning around. This is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly, Julie's Mastermind.